1 Samuel chapter 2, I just want to read you a few scriptures here. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Uh, go to about the middle of the, the uh, verse and the Lord's talking. And it says, but now the Lord declares, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. And now let's go to uh, Zechariah 4.10. Too far. Go to Matthew and turn left. Turn small pages. Zechariah 4.10 For who has despised the day of small things? Boomerang has done some great, great things. Great things in eight years. It's gone to some great heights, some great places, but everything that you've seen so far has been small. It's been beginnings. It's been beginnings. We're in a new beginning. We're in a new place. Moving to a new building. (coughs) But we can't despise the beginnings, and we can't despise small things. You go over into James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good thing given, every good thing given, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Every good thing given. So what, every perfect gift. What makes something good and perfect? What what makes it? Is there a size level that makes it good and perfect? I mean, I can remember, who was it that told me a story of just something that was real small that just happened and it was just God? It was somebody in the last day. What was that? Yes. Yes, the shark tooth. So you're sitting there. Tell, tell them real quick just how that came about. So this is false because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say this or not, and I can remember <laughs> Pastor Brian telling me that he would not let me miss it. So this is confirmation that I'm supposed to tell Amen. this. So um, I'm going to go around Red Robin's barn and the way that I'm supposed to tell this. But I'm going to sit down. <laughs> so um, I have been praying, and I have a scripture. It's in Psalms. I believe it's 37, 4 or 7. I'm not sure what the verse is exactly, but it's delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, which, which means that sometimes he gives you what you want if you don't really need it, but I'm not going to split hairs there. Um, I have been praying to see manifestations of faith projects. 
I have been praying to see the dunamis power of God because it follows the believers of Christ. And that's what the world wants to see. And they haven't been seeing it. And it's going to draw people to God. And it's not for our glory. It's for his glory. And um, it's not selfish. Uh, but at the same time, it has been used in the past selfishly. And, and God wants worshipers to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's the dividing line. So um, we got a chance to take off. Uh, not that long ago and go to the beach for just a couple of days it was a quick trip we'd been pushing back a vacation for a while and it was just time and it was a blessing to be able to go and um, my husband let me go for a walk in the morning and I had some prayer time on the beach which is an excellent way to pray if you if you ever get the chance to do it take it and I was just praising God that I had a chance to be there it was a beautiful day the ocean was beautiful, the sky was beautiful, the sand was beautiful, and we don't have anybody like our creator when it comes to beauty. I'll just leave it at that. But I was praising God, and I was praying for people that the Holy Spirit was dropping in my heart, and um, I had something specifically that I wanted to find, and I had been praying about it for a while, years pretty years, some years. Um, mostly it was prompted by my children, I will say that. Um, but it also spoke volumes to him, to my kids later on. So I'm getting ahead of myself. But as I was praying, God dropped, uh, the Holy Spirit dropped a song in my heart. And it's pretty old school. I don't know how many of you will know it if I say it is so sweet to trust in Jesus. But it's, it's a standard, so maybe most of you will, which is awesome. So I was praising God on the beach. There wasn't a whole lot of people around. and It didn't matter anyway because it wasn't for them. And as I was walking, I was looking down and enjoying my feet in the sand and the, the surf and not being able to hear anybody yelling at me or <laughs> having to do laundry or I'm going to be real. Uh, and I bent down and I picked up this megalodon tooth. And I've been carrying it around because it's a faith project for me. I mean, I just picked it up out of the a surf. And, yeah, it's really cool. And it ministered to me so much. I was so excited to find it. It was a tangible manifestation of the things that I've been praying for. And it's just the beginning. And, and when I came back, God told me how he wanted me to tell my husband and my kids. And they were so excited. They were so excited. And... Um, we need to get excited because tangibly the things that we've been praying about are going to manifest and we need to get excited now like we've already found those things like those things have already been given to us and as we delight ourselves in God as we work on lifting him up he's going to draw all men to himself and he, that's the desire of his heart is that we just delight in him, and then he's going to give us the desires of our heart, which they line up with his kingdom. And so he wants to give us those things. We just need to align ourselves to be able to do that. So thank you. Hallelujah. So who's to say that a small gift versus a big gift is not a gift? Right. If he's given us, it can be small it can be big. I've found, for me personally, that small gifts 
mean more to me almost than the big ones do. I mean, I like the big ones. You know, I was just thinking, you know, a few years ago, he gave me a word, you know, talking about your britches word. We need, we're growing into our britches. He gave me a word and he said, in this year, I want boomerang built, established, and filled. Well, my brain goes to building and people and wow. And at the end of the year, it didn't look like that. He gives you a word that says, britches, fill your britches, and we move into a building. <laughs> and people, I'm like, okay, I'll take a britches word, you know, that's good, we're all right, you know. It's, but who's to say that one gift is better than the other? They're gifts, and our job is to honor what God has given us, to esteem the gifts that God's given us. This, and we need to esteem them correctly. I love that story, you know. I had a story a, a couple years ago that most of y'all have heard about a watch. And it was just something I wanted. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew how much I desired that watch. And it ends up being actually not that one, but the upgrade, the exact one upgraded. And it gets put in my hand within a couple of weeks, you know. And I went, oh, wow, nobody knew that. You know who knew that? God. God knew it. Man, it, and then it was not only that, but it was a gift that kept on giving because I could tell that testimony and tell that story and people would be blessed by that. And he'd tell me, wear that watch today. I say, okay. And generally when he says, wear that watch today, it means you're going to run into somebody and I want you to tell them that testimony because they, they're going to need to hear it. And so I get to tell them about the goodness of God and just how much he loves you and he wants to bless you and give you the desires of our heart. But we need to esteem those things. We, when we find ourselves with gifts in our life, whether they be big or little, we need to esteem them. But we need to esteem them properly. We need to esteem them properly. So in moving into this new building, right now it's new and it's exciting, right? Shiny. <laughs> but you know what? Other people have been there before. Not just not just churches there the church that's there now, but there've been churches there before. And it was new and shiny to them at one point too. And this happens a lot is, you know, when we moved into this building, it was new and exciting and shiny. And then all of a sudden you go through and you serve and you've got some great testimonies, but you've also got some tears that are left up here that happened in this place, yeah. the place that was a gift. Yep. I can remember the first, uh, um, the first day that we ever came into this building, we came in on a Wednesday night, the first Wednesday night that was it, this building was ours six years ago. And uh, we had the purple uh, podium, which if you go back through some of the archives of photos, you can see where I was standing up on top of it at some one point, touching the ceiling. I couldn't stand up because I was hitting the ceiling. <laughs> Talking about uh, the worshipers going ahead and picking up the spoil, looking down. I remember that message. And uh, 
If you'll put your worship and your thankfulness in front of you, God will win the battle for you. And all you got to do is go and collect the spoil. That was the message. But I was standing up on this podium. We had it here, and um, it was good this night because it was kind of wide and you couldn't see through it. Like, I couldn't do it with this one because I'd be right here. But anyway, all I was going to do, we came in on a Wednesday night, and it was going to be a work night where we just we came in and we fixed up the building. We were going to have our first service on Sunday. And the Lord said, speak to everybody, encourage them, motivate them, and, uh, and then my thoughts were, then you can get to work, and we got a little bit of work done. But basically, I was standing behind, I stepped up, and uh, I was started to speak, and it was the first night in this building, the first service that we didn't even know was a service. And uh, I stepped up behind the, the podium, and uh, I started to talk, and I, we started to pray, and man, just the Holy Spirit crunched me, boom, like that behind the, and I went, whoa, like this. And it, I went, golly. And in that moment, I knew that the Lord had given us an anointing for this place. And I think it was that night, I'm not sure if it was or not, but I think it was that night in that same time, you know, the anointing came on to be in this building and for this building to be our place, that this would be a gift and and I think it was that night that he said, don't you leave this place until I tell you. Don't you leave this place until I tell you it's time to go. Because I'm going to tell you, you, you want to go other places at times. And I've learned you need to esteem what God's given you. You need to esteem it. And as we go to a new place, it's new and exciting and shiny, but... There's going to come a time where you want to esteem it because maybe it's big and it takes work. And now that's where the esteem needs to happen. There's not a lot of work that has to be done in here because you've had people that have come before and they fix stuff and it, it's where it doesn't break that much. But bigger stuff, more maintenance, you've got to believe for provision. You've got to esteem it. You've got to be willing to take care of it through the provision of God and, and partner with God to, to esteem it, esteem the gift. But I can remember he said, don't, don't leave. Don't leave this place. And oh, man, this hit me emotionally. It's sentimental because now we're leaving this place because that time has come. He has told us to go. And what a blessing this place has been. How many lives have been touched? I know every one of y'all's has been touched here in this place. God's spoken to you. God's healed you. God's, God's ministered to you. He's poured out his love to you in this place. But you know what? It, yes, it's a gift and we honored it while it's here. But it, it's just a place. It's just a place. So don't feel lost. Just feel, all right, that was one step. God's just using physical things to help us take and expand an eternal kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. And this next place will be that too, but we're going to have to esteem it. Like we esteem this, just even better, even more. I can remember that I had a, um, I had a, you've heard the story, a lot of you, about the van that we had. And um, Nicole and I, we got it in our heart to believe God for a new vehicle. And uh, we had the 
Envoy in the van at that time, I think. And uh, it was a uh, Dodge minivan. And uh, man, it was a blessing. I used it for business and it, it, it uh, took business all over North and South Carolina and Virginia. And man, it drove a bunch of miles. It was very <laughs> useful. But then we got our minds set on a new vehicle. We started believing God for a new vehicle. Started believing them and believing them. And I don't know where or how it happened, but at some point, I just stopped esteeming that van. Like it just didn't mean anything to me. And uh, I didn't even know it happened. I just didn't honor it. I didn't esteem it. And so about that time, I'm sitting there, and then, you know, I had a, I ran into a pole and tore up the side of it, and it was still drivable, but had to get in the van from the passenger side, and that was just embarrassing, and can't go through a drive-through, and... Yeah, oh, I think I think I could roll the window down. Yeah, the window down, but I couldn't open the door over there, and just you know. And now I'm getting bitter about this van. You know, now I'm it's, I moved beyond lack of esteem. Now I'm getting bitter over it. And one day I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, Lord, and we've been believing for a new vehicle for quite some time. I was like, Lord, this is just it's not right. It's just not, I was like, this is not right. Something's not right. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, you know, and uh, I was like, well, what is it? And he said, you stopped esteeming the gift there. You stopped esteeming the van. And I went, man, he said, do you know how many people would be happy just to have a van, just to have something to drive? I went, oh, of course, he's got my number, of course. You know, it's like he's God or something. He's like, man. And if you think about it, think about how many teenagers that are turning 16 <laughs> that would just be happy to have anything to drive. Now, the only watch this. The only one who wouldn't be happy to have anything who has had people or the world teach them that they're entitled to something else. That's the only one. But it, you generally take your average, you know, teenager. See, even at that age, already the things of the world can creep in where they won't even honor it if they got something. Oh, I don't like that, you know. That's that entitlement attitude. But, and that's a lack of esteem, lack of honor. But, but if we're going to do this properly, you, you give something like that to most children, and they'll just be like, oh, mine? And we're going, God, that makes you happy? Great. You know, awesome. I mean, as that's one of the great things with kids. Don't go buy them toys. Go, go, like, buy something that comes in a cardboard box and throw the box over there and act like it's not important. Before you know it, ten minutes later, kids will be over there, like, box on top of their head. Woo, you know, they'll be doing, they'll, you know, they'll play with the box, you know, for a long time, which is awesome. Until they get to about five. And, uh, but, you know, why? Because cause imagination and the honor of God, this is a heart of a child that's so awesome. This is the way we're supposed to be. It's the way we're supposed to be. And so the Lord's talking to me about the van, and he says, you know, you didn't, 
You didn't honor, you haven't honored that van. You didn't esteem it. And I went, oh, man, Lord, you're right, of course. I said, and I just need to meditate on it. I started meditating on it. I realized that, you know, when we set our faith to believe God for a new vehicle, um, I, I started honoring what would be sometime in the future but dropped it for this. Uh, somehow I thought that what I had right now, you know, it wasn't faith for me to honor what I had in my hands to honor something that I don't even have yet. You see, I, I, I didn't honor that. I didn't esteem it. I didn't take that. And I started, I started giving more esteem towards something that I didn't even have yet. Well, that's not faith. That's a lack of honor. Uh, a lot of times people will get a new job, you know, and, and they'll come right up and on the timeline, you know, you got a month to go before you get the new job, two weeks, one week, one day. And man, about, about a month to two weeks out, they just check out. They're not worth a paycheck. They check out. You know why? But see, if we're going to do Colossians 3.23 says that do all things as unto the Lord. In other words, if on the last second of the last day of an old job, you're getting ready to go to a new one, you're not giving 100%. You're not doing that as unto the Lord. You're missing it. You're missing it. You should be given, you, you can plan and you can believe and you can expect on the new thing that's coming. But if you're not in it, where you're at, then you're not doing those things as unto the Lord. And so we need to honor the gifts, honor what we have now. And that's one thing we've done with this building. We've done it pretty well as a church. There's things that we've missed, but overall it's been pretty, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I'm walking out of here going, Lord, I think we did it good. I think we did it right. Pretty well for where we were at. There's things I'd like to see better as we progress personally, but pretty well, pretty good. But part of that is because I learned that lesson about that van. And man, when I realized, I, and I just said, Lord, I, you know, I started looking forward and honoring and esteeming something I didn't even have yet, and the thing I did have, I dropped the honor and the esteem, esteem over. I didn't, I, did, I didn't pray, I should have been praising you. For having this van. I should have been worshiping you. I've got wheels, man. I should have been praising God. You know, I was just sitting here, I was sitting here today and I was thinking, you know, there's people, uh, you know, in, in this room that would really be really happy if their spouse was here with them. And, and yet, so we should praise God. Praise God, my spouse is here with me. You, you see? Praise God for that. Honor and esteem that. But then you, you also got to think this way. There are some people that are going, praise God, they should be going, praise God, I have a spouse. Some people want that for years. People want children for years. And yet, yet there's other people be like, golly, this, he's such a pain. My kid's such a pain. He's always doing stuff. And, and you need to be praising God that you have kids. What makes a gift a gift is simply that it comes, a good one, is that it comes from Him. And our job is to take those gifts 
and honor and esteem them. And honor and esteem them as a child. Let's look at Mark 10, 13. And so as you're turning there, you know, I, I sought the Lord and I said, Lord, I said on this van I got, oh my goodness, I've, you're right, I, I didn't honor you with it. I didn't praise you for it. I didn't thank God that we had transportation. I, didn't, I haven't been thanking you. I haven't been worshiping you for what we have enough. I couldn't remember the last time I thanked him for transportation when we had it. And the thing's in good shape. Was it, was it the picture that I had on my refrigerator? No. But it was in good shape. It was awesome. It ran. Was it everything I wanted? No. But it was a lot more than a lot of other people had, and I was not content. And see, the reason, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, why is my new car not manifesting? Praise God, I'm believing God. And I'm thinking, why is my new car not manifesting? Where's my new car at? It says, look, godliness and contentment leads to great gain. I might have been walking in some godliness. It, was, it might have been trying to, but I was missing the godliness and contentment. I wasn't content with what I had right then. And I said, Lord, I repent. Golly, I repent. I repent. I'm sorry. I missed it. You know, and, and on the inside, <laughs> tell on myself here, on the inside, I'm thinking, man, if I repent, will he just bring that new car sometime soon? <laughs> I know y'all wouldn't have done there, but it was me living this out, not y'all. So I know y'all would have been more holy. I was like, please, just bring. I, I'm tired of climbing in the passenger door. <laughs> a new toy, I, know, I was like, man. I was like, man. And then... And then I was like, some time went on, I'm still climbing in the passenger door. Time went on, I'm still climbing in the passenger door. And things getting more and more on my nerves, and I'm, I, now i got to praise God for it. And the more it gets on my nerves, the more I need to praise the Lord. Because you know what? I still had transportation. Yeah. It still was handling some business. Oh, man. Humility. <laughs> yeah. Here I am, you know, and then you then you like, Lord, I'm trying to tell people how good you are and I can't even climb in the door. And I know y'all never been there, but I was there. And uh you know, then you're trying to like put God on the spot. It would help my testimony if I had something I could climb in the passenger, you know, not the passenger door, but the driver door. You know, it's like if you're, I know y'all would have gone different direction, but I was there, all right? So, I was like, I mean, it might look cool to do a Dukes of Hazard move in here, but I really don't want to do it all the time. So then, so then I was, uh, you know, it went a lot longer time, me climbing in a passenger door than what I was ready for. 
I, I wanted the passenger door days to be over, and they just kept on coming. They just kept on coming. And then the car came that replaced that. I rem- and, and I think um, I think we set it in our heart that we're going to sow this van. I'm going to force God to get some. <laughs> y'all never done that? I know y'all weren't there. We're like, we're going to. I was like, eh, I better not do that. It's like, I got, I got a check. I think it's the Lord. <laughs> Don't do that. Man. Anyway, then finally, one day, the new car comes. And it is not the one I had on the refrigerator. It is not the one. Matter of fact, the van without the messed up door made it look pretty. I'll, I'll put it, now this was a, I bought the car, paid for it, paid for a car. Paid for, $300. That was that, that was the car. It definitely was not the one on the refrigerator. It made the van look pretty. Matter of fact, the only thing I only thing I really like better about it is I didn't have to climb in the passenger door anymore. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what, man, I sat in that car for the first time and I started praising God. I started esteeming the Lord. Man, that's not happening to me anymore. No, sir, no. And we gifted, you know what? We took that van and uh we gave it to somebody uh that did not have a vehicle. That was right as the church started, wasn't it? Yeah. We gave that, and you know what? They were happy. You know why? Because they didn't have any transportation. To them, it was new and exciting and shiny. Not perfect, but it was better than what they had. And, man, I had that other car, the the Saturn. That was pretty good. I was pretty happy to have a paid-off car and transportation, and it worked, and but it was not pretty. I mean, it had one of those ceilings, you know, that hangs down and, and lets you know it's there. And uh, y'all never had one of those. Uh, <laughs> one of those good ceilings. You remember that, Justin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drove it a lot. But, man, I'm going to tell you what. I can't tell you how many times. And I, I still had the, you know, the picture on the fridge or wherever I had it and believe in God for a car. I didn't really even know what kind of car I wanted, honestly, but I just I was believing them for something better. And uh, but I can't tell you how many times I got in that car, and then that thought would come up there, like, man, this is a giant. when are you gonna get a new car? When are you gonna get that? And as soon as I'd hear that voice, that voice of the flesh, corrupted flesh, I'd say, Lord, I praise you for this car. I praise you for this car. Glory to God. My $300 paid-off car that'll go places. It'll drive all over the place. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And then you know what? I started going down the road one day, and it started doing something funky that wasn't supposed to do. And it started giving me a fit. And, you know, your flesh wants to rise up and say, I'm tired of this bunch of men. I'm tired of this happening. And, no, I done learned my lesson now. No, Lord, I thank you for this car. I praise you. You see, if you will turn the situation back to praise in God for the things that you have, you will praise him. He'll make that situation go away. 
But see, when I get upset at the situation and I allow that strife to come in or that lack of esteem to come in, well, that's not gotten, that doesn't have anything to do with God. God's not in that. And what I need, what you need in that situation is you need God in that situation. You need God in it. You need God in that messing up car to get that car where it ain't messing up. You don't need to fuss about it. You need God in it. And God gets in it as we lift our hands and we give Him thanks and we give Him glory. And we stop fussing about it. We praise Him. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just praise you. I'm not having to pay on this car. It gets me from point A to point B. It still reaches down every now and then and taps me on the head, lets me know that ceiling's still there. It doesn't rain on me. Huh? Yeah, a humility ceiling. I was so happy when I ripped that junk out. <laughs> but we need to honor the things that God's given us. Mark 10, it says, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Let me just say this. When the world will stand in your way and reject you, religion bosses, government. God will move the blockades out of your way when you become as a child. When you esteem him like a child, when you put on childlikeness towards God, God will take whatever's standing in your way and he will connect with you. When we esteem him and honor him as a child, become like a child. Truly I say, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and he began blessing them, laying his hands on him. I just got a picture right now that if we will just become like a child and honor him as a child, Jesus will say, I'm going to make a way to you and bless you personally myself. These are the people that inherit the kingdom, the king's domain, the king's rule. Would you like for God to come in with all of his power and authority, all of his rule, and set up his kingdom in your life? Set up his rule. Don't you know that his rule is awesome? He, and under his rule, stuff doesn't break. Under his rule, healing comes. Under his rule, you are protected. Under his rule, you are delivered and restored. It just happens. And all we have to do is step into it as a child. We need to honor and esteem. You know, you, you give a child something, you know, sometimes they get so happy about some of the things we think are the silliest because they honor and esteem things. Oh, that's a cool box. 
Oh my goodness, bring home a refrigerator box. Good. I mean, the world just changed. Glory. I mean, you might even have your kids singing praises to God. You bring home a refrigerator box. Man, you cut out a window or two, and I mean, it's heaven on earth. Why? Because they esteem stuff. They allow the imagination and the thinking of God to invade their innocence and esteem it. I think we could learn some stuff. A lot of times we don't have any imagination because the world's taught us that if it's not this way, it's not right. And we need to say, if it's not this way, God can change it. Like a little kid. You mean it's not right? Oh, God, why is that not right? Let You can fix that, God. Hadn't you ever had... You know, a situation or heard of a situation where it's like something is majorly broke, there ain't no fixing it, ain't no going back, and yet a kid will bring it to mom or dad and be like, fix this. Well, baby, I can't fix this. Fix this. Fix this. Why? Because they think you are like God in their eyes. That's the way that God set it up. They think that there's nothing you can't do. Why? Because in their spirit, with, with the innocence, of their spirit, that's the way it's supposed to be. Why? Because that's the way it is with Father God. They know more about God than we do. And if we would become like that, oh, that thing's broke. Well, come on, Daddy, let's go fix this. Bam. And it fixes. See, when we can get like that and esteem the things of God, Esteem the gifts as a child. He can just fix stuff. But if we don't become like that, man, we'll just fuss and fight and stupid getting in the passenger side vehicle, bunch of mess, junk, where's my new car? Can't believe you let this man of God called into your business go without having a car like that. Can't believe you. That's the world. That's the world. We got to become like a child. Oh, Lord, you called me to partner with you and preach your word. I don't need a building. I'll just go preach it. Put me on the street. Put me in, coach. I don't care where I play. Put me in. I don't care. I'll serve you. Do you know what an honor it is 